Hello, and welcome to the Persephone program for July 18th, 2022. It's been, gosh, at least a month, uh, maybe more since I have podcasted. And honestly, I have not felt up to it. You know, I mean, I don't know how you guys are feeling, but uh, well, I have actually talked to a few of you and, you know, there's been some similar sort of lack of momentum and uh, a feeling that is less about being energized and moving forward and more about quietude and reflection and solitude. Recently, one of my faves, Nina Griffin, posted um, a quote from the Bhagavad Gita. And it said, as for you, do the work that comes to you but don't look for the results. Don't be motivated by the fruits of your actions nor become attached to inaction. Equanimity of mind is yoga. Do everything, Arjuna, centered in that equanimity. Renouncing all attachments, you'll enjoy an undisturbed mind in success or failure. I thought that was perfect in describing how I felt right now, especially around work, And of course, that work of being on social media and podcasting or writing, which is something that, you know, astrologers have to do, you know, Uh, anyone that wants to really like reach other people right now has to be, uh, you know, at least having some form of output. And of course, this is one of mine. And I truly do enjoy sharing and talking about my own journey of awakening and awareness and sharing astrology and metaphysics. And, you know, lately I've been really focusing on my own inward journey in this really difficult year. And I just didn't know that I had enough to say. So that's why I haven't been podcasting. So, but anyway, I've got something to say right now. (laughs) So... I wanted to talk a little bit more about this crazy ass year of 2022 from an astrological standpoint and kind of go more into let's talk astrologically about where we've been in the last six months. And I did do a podcast, I think it was in January on 2022, and I talked a lot about the main issue or the main energetic thrust of the year being connected to that Neptune-Jupiter conjunction in Pisces. And we've moved past that right now. And I wanted to discuss that a little bit. And I wanted to discuss a little bit about what to expect for the next part of the year, certainly what to expect for the end of July and August. Um, So let's get into it. Okay. And again, if you have any questions about anything, please reach out to me on my website, persephoneprogram.com or on social media at myprentice is my Instagram. Uh, You can also connect to me on Facebook. I'm still there every single day. I'm like, why am I here? (laughs) But there you go. All right. So starting right now on July 18th uh, of 2022, I want to kind of just move back and reflect on the last, you know, six months or so of the year and certainly on the main issues that we've been dealing with, which a lot of them are still 
for in in my understanding definitively that Saturn Uranus square which is you know not exact and it won't will, will, will not be exact exact um, that is it will not be within minutes it will not be within minutes and seconds of each other but it still is within a couple degrees of orb right now is that that push pull between that that sense of wanting to liberate and break free and revolutionize our lives and that piece of like stepping back, you know, restriction and uh, freedom. That is a big, big theme. And then adding in the themes of Pisces in, in its entirety, which include the light side of Pisces, which is com- intense compassion, unity, uh, a sense of, of oneness, but also in shadow, victimhood, sacrifice. And we are certainly seeing those themes in this year. And if we look back at this year, you know, one of the main themes other than some of the, well, we'll talk about the North Node and Taurus and Uranus there um, in Taurus and shortages, inflation, things like that in a minute. But I want to talk about like the war in Europe, the war in Ukraine, and also the immense amount of mass shootings that are happening. I'm going to say worldwide now, and certainly mostly and predominantly in the United States. And that sense of massive like sacrifice, you know, and victimhood that is a shadow part of the Piscean archetype. So we are seeing an an immense compassion in people standing up to help, but we're also seeing this immense victimhood. We are seeing our own oppression in our own victimhood. We are, we are, you know, being held hostage. We are victimized by a certain amount of, of dangerous oppression. Okay. That oppression can come from guns. That oppression can come from, you know, um, any kind of, uh, negative authoritative, uh, structure. So, I think that we're really seeing both the compassion and and unity of Pisces as well as the victimhood. It's just being slammed in our face. Who's dying? Children, innocence, innocence in Ukraine, innocence in our classrooms. You know, I mean, that is just hugely at play in our consciousness. And we're having to sort of deal with that. Um that brings me to a card that I pulled um, from the Voyager deck, the Voyager tarot deck, which if you know me, you know it's one of my favorites. And because I pulled a card to kind of express that Piscean archetype, I was like, what do my listeners need to know, you know, in regard to that? And it was the perfect, perfect mix of guidance, um, both the shadow side of Pisces and this particular card. The five of wands is many things, okay? It it can be its struggle definitively in all tarot decks, but in this particular deck, I love, he calls it oppression. And I'm going to read to you some of this. Oppression is the constant reminder that life is about liberation of all, all of our potential. Every form of oppression is an opportunity for liberation. To recognize oppression is to understand the freedom of yourself. You cannot know freedom without knowing oppression. Is that not the perfect Saturn Uranus square? In knowing oppression, you automatically know your way to liberation. Oppression is almost always self-created. 
One creates oppression through ignorance, through lack of self-awareness. Limited self-understanding is the barrier. Increase your image of yourself and you will unlock all of your talents. Free yourself from limitation by seeing yourself accurately. You are truly the universe. All things are possible if you see the potentials and possibilities. That is such perfect guidance right now. Okay. Anyway, that's perfect guidance uh, leading me to the segue of what's happening in July. Let's talk about the the actual events. Okay. So there's some big stuff going on um, in July. Firstly, we've got Jupiter uh, retrograde on July 28th, joining Saturn, Neptune, and Pluto. Um, it will be retrograde until uh, November 22nd, and it will go back into Pisces at 28 degrees. So if you have any cardinal planets, that is Aries, Cancer, um, Libra, and Capricorn at eight or less degrees. If you have mutable signs of Gemini and Virgo, of Sagittarius and Pisces at late degree between 28 and 29, um, this will affect you, this Jupiter. And this Jupiter, remember Jupiter is retrograde every year. And almost every summer we've got Jupiter and some of the outer planets in, in retrograde motion. So it isn't really that big of a deal, but it will slow down the idea of expansion. And so there's this feeling of retraction that we are going to have through the latter summer months and into the early part of this fall. And that is going to really impact um, our sense of progress, I think. Because we're going to have a little bit more of, I, I see what we would call oppression to have to deal with. And remember, we cannot liberate our potential without understanding our oppression. These are challenges and blocks for us. Okay, so use that um, as a mantra as we work into the next few months. So shortly thereafter of Jupiter turning, uh, moving into retrograde at eight degrees of Aries, the North Node will conjoin um, with Uranus, and that will be on July 31st. And then we have um, on August 1st, Mars joining it exactly. So we'll have North Node, Mars, and Uranus exactly conjoined at 18 degrees of Taurus. Now, interestingly enough, that really came up. Now, Uranus doesn't conjoin the North Node very often. It's at least a dozen. It's like between 12 and 15 years that this happens. So if we could go back 15 years ago, um, what happened 15 years ago? Um, you know, that was the, gosh, what is the math on 15 years from 2022? So that's like 2007. So if you look back to that um, and see maybe what was going on in your life, what changes were happening, and might give you a little bit of a clue. But regardless, um, that North Node um, Uranus conjunction was not, you know, the exact degree that it is now. It wasn't joined with Mars. And when I looked at that 18 degree conjunction, that event, um, that's happening the end of July. So in, you know, 12 days, uh, 12 to 13 days and the beginning of August, 
I was really struck by 18 degrees because we have Uranus at 18 degrees for months from, you know, uh, gosh, we have it until October 13th. And so we have it for, you know, maybe like two and a half to three months at 18 degrees. And I was thinking about that 18 degrees because it's really powerful. Um, and it made me think about the degree theory that um, a Serbian astrologer named Nikola Stoyano- Stoyanovic uh, proposed. And it's a fairly new theory, but it's very simple and it really is interesting. Essentially, you know, the degrees of the zodiac follow the signs. So Aries, like if you think about the signs um, in their own order, Aries, the very first degree is Aries. The second degree is Taurus. The Gemini, the third degree is Gemini. Okay, so, you know, degrees in the zodiac, planetary degrees, um, the degrees of the days within each, you know, zodiac are very important aspects to dig deeper into the detail of um, the energetic expression, okay, of both the planet and the sign. So 18 degrees is Virgo because Virgo is the sixth sign. And then we wrap around again and we have Virgo at six and at 18 degrees. And the 18th degree, according to Nicola, was a degree of illness and difficulty. It is a degree of contraction. Although Virgo, Virgo's archetype, an archetypal expression is about perfection. Um, uh, the sixth degree, which is very Venusian and very much uh, akin to the lover's sign. It, it's, you know, um, about, it's a Venus um, aspect. It's about health and wellness and, and things coming together in form and beauty. Um, the 18th degree is more difficult. And so uh, I think that it is uh, an element of what is sick in our society is coming up to be addressed. And the 18th degree in the fixed sign of Taurus has a lot to do with the things that we value and our resources. So if there is a sickness in our value system, if there is a sickness in our resources, how we handle them, the things that we think about them, this is going to come up, is already up, and it will need to be addressed. In order for us to find our liberation, we must acknowledge our oppression. So, you know, buckle up, folks, because I think that we have more um, at issue and more to address, okay, before we get healthy and well. And I do think that we will. Um, So the end of July, the beginning of August is going to host this. It's Mars, Uranus, and the North Node. So there's definitely, it could be Marshall. Um... You know, we do have Jupiter retrograde at the eight, eight degrees Aries. Um, so eight, interestingly enough, is a Marshall degree. It's a Scorpio degree. So I think that it's likely there may be some violence again, too, in the collective. We need to address it. Do not be afraid. Uh, we must be vigilant and we must stand up for what it is that we believe in.
Okay. Um, Mars moves to Gemini, speaking of Mars, because there's a very, also a very big focus on Mars this year. It moves to Gemini August 21st for almost seven months. It will retrograde on October 25th at 25 degrees of Gemini. And then it will move through the sign of Gemini again and then go back. Uh, it will go direct on January 12th of 2023. And on um, Mars then makes two major aspects. We have a trine with Saturn on September 28th. And then we have a square with Neptune, October 10th, 11th of this year. Um, Those, you know, Mars being in Gemini for so long is definitely going to be major for all the mutable signs and especially for Gemini people. For any of you guys that have Mars in a mutable sign and especially Mars in Gemini, um, you're going to have your Mars return. And, and it's going to be okay, except for the fact that we've got this, you know, um, retrograde. And you're going to have a square to Neptune, which is definitely a meetup with some form of illusion delusion, or even an, an aspect of sacrifice that you're going to have to deal with in October. And then that retrograde will be uh, frustrating, you know, and it's going to be retrograde October 25th through January 12th. Um, so there's going to be like all of this momentum and energy for Gemini, for Virgo, for Sagittarius and for Pisces. And then we'll have some frustration or a need to integrate. I mean, retrograde can be, I always liken any kind of retrograde to the editing process where you take any kind of initiatory action and then you refine it. Okay. So it's whatever it is that you've done, you have an opportunity to reflect, to refine, um, even to relax. So push forward, uh, from, you know, uh, for two months, essentially for, from August 21st to the 25th, where you have Mars in Gemini and then refine, reflect, um, you know, from, essentially the 25th, which by the way is a very important date because we have our solar eclipse in Scorpio on that date. We have um, Mars retrograde. And then of course, Mars is the traditional ruler of Scorpio. So there's definitely some issue there. However, we have Venus present too. So Venus is going to be conjoined with the solar eclipse on October 25th. So definitely um, not a bad solar eclipse, kind of more like a new, a fresh start. It could be that you need to focus on the editing process. Okay. Um, really double checking things on the 25th. Um, we have on November 8th, a full moon lunar eclipse in Taurus. Um, that is not super great. Um, I want to also mention that prior to that, the Saturn Uranus square is really within one degree orb, less than one degree orb from October 1st through the 13th. So the first part of October, again, is going to be, it's going to be very, uh, I think, frustrating 
not flowy, not that perfect Libra um, flow. Now, of course, Libra wants to have flow and harmony and balance, but because, you know, Libra is in access with Aries and it is a cardinal sign, there is inherently within Libra the tension of opposition. And that, so it's like, understand that opposition is necessary. Again, we do not know our liberation without understanding our oppression. So that beginning part of October is going to be a little challenging. Um, what else? So we have this 11-8, you know, um, lunar eclipse that falls exactly on election day. And we have a lot of different kind of crazy aspects in November. Setting the stage for the midterm election, which is going to be so important for all the big issues that we're dealing with, whether it is COVID, which certainly we have a lot of you know potential re resurgence in COVID back and forth. It will never be what it was, but it is still around, kind of just jumping back and forth. Um, as an issue in our society. And, but we have a lunar eclipse. We have in this lunar eclipse, um, moon opposing Mercury. So moon is, in ancient astrology, moon was the people, the people opposing Mercury. Uh, moon opposing the sun. We have the moon conjunct Uranus again. We have the moon square Saturn again, that Uranus-Saturn back and forth, okay? It's going to be a fight. We have the sun conjunct Mercury. We have moon opposing Venus because the uh, Venus is conjunct uh, the, the sun. Um, and we have Mercury um, opposing Uranus. So, you know, it's gonna be shocking. I think that the issue back and forth between the Saturn Uranus square, the old and the new, um, the left and the right coming together is going to be a big ass war with a lot of mess. And it will be shocking. So what we need to do is get out there and vote uh, and continue voting um, and continue uh, doing everything that we can to, because this is a marathon, not a sprint. Um, Jupiter turns direct 1123. Of course, it's perfectly, it's just right into Sagittarius season. So I think there's going to be more hope. Um, again, maybe similarly to what happened in our last election, there will be contested elections that will not be cleared up until the end of November, beginning of, of December. Um, we have, uh, what is it? Uh, it will move back into Aries on the 21st to so the winter solstice. Also, we'll have a Jupiter um, back into Aries. And which I think is also hopeful. Um, I want to also mention that as difficult as this last part of this year is, where we have the resurgence of the Saturn Uranus square, we have a lot. We have our second set of eclipses. The first on October 25th, not as bad, but our 11 8 election day. I mean, it's just unbelievable how crazy it is. And adding in that like 18th degree theory where we have this Mars, Uranus, North Node conjunction in Taurus, like we've got a lot of issues. A lot of them have to do with our value system, and a lot of them have to do with where we have put 
what we have done with our resources. Okay. Um, you know, the inflation is not Biden's fault. The gas prices is not Biden's fault. And if you really want to research that, literally look at gas prices worldwide. Uh, we need to understand that if we want to instigate change, we need to take action. And we also need to get as informed as possible in as many ways as possible so that we can make informed choices. And we cannot sit back and let other people do that for us. Because what is at stake are the values and resources of our entire world at play right now coming up. Some people have decided to uh, take them over, usurp them. You know, there is this oppressive plutonic process, especially in the United States that we're going through with Pluto um, very close to its, you know, 29th degree, we are dealing with the essence of power, um, oppressive power, and we need to know our freedom. And so again, this is happening for a reason. We need to understand that we need to perfect our world ourselves. We cannot let anyone else do that for us. And that's why we are in this particular situation, I think. Um, so the rest of this year is going to give us that opportunity. And I want to kind of like mention that, you know, three years from now, things really kind of settle in a little bit more, you know, and when we've, I've talked so many times about the, you know, Uranus and Pluto and, you know, the, the Saturn Pluto conjunction of 2020, the Uranus Pluto um, the Saturn-Pluto cycle, the Uranus-Pluto cycle. We had Uranus square Pluto, you know, from, we're going to say 2008, you know, through, you know, 2017, 18. We had Saturn conjoined Pluto, um, you know, and these big outer planet um, conjunctions, oppositions, uh, and squares bring a lot of friction to play in our society because the outer planets, the transpersonal planets are much about the big picture issues that we deal with. Um, when you add Saturn in that, that actually create not just our belief systems, but also the structures that we put in place. And we've had all this happen. We've had so much going on with these cycles since the beginning of the 2000s, um, 2001, when we had the Saturn-Pluto opposition, and then, you know, 2013, 2012, 2013 to 2015 around, when we had the Saturn-Pluto square, and then we had, I'm sorry, the Uranus-Pluto square, and then we had Saturn um, conjunct Pluto in 2020, but that orb lasts, you know, from a few years before to a few years after. So it's like these big themes keep coming up on, what do we care about? What do we need to revolutionize? And what do we need to allow to die and be reborn? Um, all these big themes. So they've been in challenging aspects, oppositions and squares and conjunctions. Now, what we're going to have next year in 2023, which is pretty important, is we will have uh, Pluto moving to Aquarius. And from... January to April, no, to March um, of next year, we're going to host, or I'm sorry, it's March through June of next year, 2023, we're going to host Pluto and Aquarius for the first time in 249 or 50 years, for a long time. And 
in August of 2025, we're going to have a Uranus-Pluto trine. So we're going to have, that's three years from now. Finally, Neptune will move to Aries also in the beginning of 2025, out of, you know, this nobody knows what they believe, you know, this Neptune in Pisces, the sacrifice, the victimhood, the, the deep compassion too, but also the lack of awareness of what is real. Um, which has been so much a part of this last period of time with all of these people, you know, jumping into like massive conspiracy theories and believing in things without needing the actual proof, you know, or deciding that certain types of facts or certain types of information are not correct. So, I mean, you know, the next few years are definitely challenging, but we have hope we are i think we can move out of this this oppression and i think that you know this is also i want to mention numerologically 2022 is the universal year of six and six harkens back to that virgo energy of of healing and creating you know unity and perfection through separating you know what is no longer useful or finding healing modalities by balancing and creating um, structures that are unifying and, and, and holistic. So I also want to mention too that like with Jupiter stationing direct really close to Chiron, um, that there is also like this aspect of like, who are we and do we need to be so martial as a society, you know, individually? I recently watched this documentary called How to Change Your Mind, which is with um, Michael Pollan, the food writer and culture writer. And he, it's really, really interesting. And I just finished the MDMA episode where they were talking about using it, you know, getting actual an actual um, DEA or FDA approval on this drug to be used in therapeutic processes because you know, MDMA is like what is also called ecstasy. Um, and it has an ability to help people that have been in massive trauma and that are in negative minds, mind um, sets and, and change that. They're able to handle trauma and handle their unhappiness and handle their aggression by bringing it up into conscious awareness in this particular drug's effect on the brain is to allow them to do that with a certain amount of positivity and, and, and open reflection. So it's really an incredible drug. And I mean, I was thinking, wow, what, you know, what could this do to so many people, so many young men that are like out there buying guns to deal with their unhappiness and their mental illness and, and why, and you know, why are we having to deal with so much trauma? You know, with the South Node in Scorpio, a lot of it has to do with like healing from trauma and moving into peace, that peacefulness of the North Node. But because the North Node's conjunct Uranus, we do have to break up the status quo. We have to break up our comfort. You know, we are breaking up our comfort definitively. But again, astrology is offering us a wonderful 
opportunity to see the reflection of what we are going through via the movement of the planets in the solar system and their aspects to each other and be able to see that mirror reflection as necessary as a necessary part of our evolutionary growth so the more awareness the more light of awareness we can shine and the more i don't want to say detachment but just the more like understanding that there is some method to the madness and that yes we need to get involved but we also need to continue to hold that that um that torch of 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 faith within of us that torch of light to understand we are moving towards the light we are seeing our oppression and we are understanding how we can um better improve uh, our lives by taking action that is based on heart-centered, you know, um, an inclusive value system. So there's my rant for now. Um, I really think that this year, again, just moving, you know, forward into August is going to be tricky. Um, we're going to have that first week of August, North Node, Mars, and Uranus conjunction, we're going to have Saturn and Uranus square within one degree. Uh, it's already within two degrees right now, but it's going to be within one degree, October 1st through the 13th. Our eclipses are October 25th, new moon solar eclipse and 11-8. You can't forget that. It's election day. Um, Mars is going to move to Gemini uh, August 21st and retrograde the 25th through January 12th of 2023. It'll square um, Neptune October 10th. So definitely that first two weeks of October are going to be challenging. Um, it will trine Saturn at the end of, of uh, November. Oh, there's a Mercury retrograde November 10th through October 3rd. Um, Libra to Virgo, late Libra to Virgo. So quite a bit going on. Um, definitely will podcast again uh, sort of midway, probably before uh, the definitely before the election day and we'll kind of go over some other stuff um venus is also moving to cancer um soon on the 19th it will eventually make an aspect with pluto but it's not badly aspected so then it'll be a square to to jupiter but that's not a big deal try and get some loving time with with venus and cancer loving time self-care relax, <clears throat> take care of yourself, lean into self-care. Because remember, you know, love for others, understanding, you know, comes from deep love for yourself too. You really can't be of service to the world unless you're of service to yourself first. You must put your oxygen mask on first. You must do this because you are sacred and you are a sacred part of the whole. You are sacred and you are a sacred part of the whole. <sighs> Sending you lots of love and support and just hugs. Um, big hugs for all of you guys, uh, especially the mutable signs this year, especially the fixed signs this year. Um, cardinal signs are getting a little bit of a break. Um, but... Um, I'm here if you need me. You know how to get in touch with me, persephoneprogram.com. Sending you lots of love. Bye.